You're listening to Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. This program brought to you by Sundry Golf Club. That's right. Maybe you need a place for a, a golf tournament for your for your company, your small business. You wanted to have, host a big event, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Maybe uh, you and your buddies, you want to do a, hey, we're doing a guys weekend. We want to set something up. Well, it works, too. Or maybe you just want to get out of the city for a nice, relaxing round. It's all there for you. Sundry Golf Club. Online, sundrygolf.com. Totem Golf Group. Maybe you need to just get out be a Lugan for four hours. Yeah, maybe you need to go and... Throw a couple sleeves of balls into the trees. I'm good for that. Yeah, that would work. I mean, you would, you better than anybody would tell us, be an authority on that, I suppose. Yeah, it's true. Flames last night, a 3-1 victory, trailed one nothing after two, and then Backland, Manjapani, Trevor Lewis. Depth scoring, Dean. It's Corey Sarge is here with us today. It's one of those things where you do you not just have Daryl echoing in your head at all times now as this playoff continues. It's going to be low scoring. Things get harder. You need more than we need more. Don't want to talk about individuals. You need more than one line. You need everybody in. You've had some individual performances. It's only been a handful of games, but already. There have been some standout performances, or at least some some key moments that you absolutely needed, that have been provided for you. And Manjapani goes from being kind of cold, ice cold. We saw him; everything he was touching was going in the net at the start of the season. Then you knew it was going to kind of balance itself out. It did tail into the season. You kind of wanted to see a little bit more from him, maybe getting into get ready for the playoffs, be playing well, and then two nights earlier gets benched more or less for the end of the third period. Starts game number five with Coleman and Backland. That is their best line, and he gets a goal and an assist. The game tying goal, and then the game winner after getting flung into the end boards by Hawk and Paw. I don't mm-hmm. like, Hawk and Paw. It's a big dude, just throwing him around. He's a big boy. But who's who's there at the end with uh, you know with the with the victory? Is Magic Patty? It's, you love the kid. And you just, there's a few guys you root for. It's hard not to root for him. Such a huge goal. And for him to kind of get the monkey off his back. If it was there, then to do it in that fashion, it's incredible. I don't think he'd be a guy you'd have on your list. I don't really care for him. Like, what's not to like about this guy? He goes to work all the time. Didn't, didn't, Didn't say a peep about the game before. Nope. He knows he hasn't been good enough. And whether it was a product of him not being good enough and needing to sit there for a little while and have a little friendly reminder to get moving again or just a product that the other guys are going and you got to get through a very important game and these are the guys we're going to go with because they're playing better than him. But Daryl had the recipe again. and But it's, it's a long playoff series, and you have to have moments like this. You have to have everybody chip in we just heard how important coleman's line in tampa was it's your it's your support players it's your it's it's the character within your dress dressing room that has to come out at important times and i don't know about you guys and i know there's like a lot of skepticism about this team and everyone's not real happy about the tight checking nature of this playoff series 
But I think it's a compliment to the Calgary Flames that they can hang in a series like this. That's low event. It could be hard on the eyes. It could be, it's hard on your patience. Mm -hmm. It's not what we've seen throughout every other series in the playoffs. But the fact that the Calgary Flames can play this brand of hockey and they can play the other style too, they just, this series hasn't allowed it. I think it's a compliment. Having to adapt, right? Yeah. And the 18-19 team gets rolled by Dallas. I really believe that. They abandoned any sort of plan and patience in that series against Colorado. They panicked. They completely looked like fish out of water. Uh, Daryl's been grooming them for this type of a series all year. Or or you got to try to switch it into let's just outscore them mode. And the Calgary Flames were never capable of that before. They maybe are now with their makeup. But... That's not their mindset. No, and he's. I've, we've heard it so many times. I'm not talking about individuals. Not talking about individuals. That's what you would expect to happen. Mm-hmm. I've, I guess I'm going to have to do this myself. And that's what it looked like in the playoffs with this group when things didn't go their way. Yeah. Mark Giordano saying, "Oh my gosh, I'm the captain. I got to do more." Well, maybe you're out of what your comfort zone is, and you're, you're abandoning a bit of the process and structure that you should have. Yeah. It's it's incredible how close it's been that we haven't had overtime. Like somehow, mm-hmm. oh, it's so close that we have not had one of them get to extra time. It's true, and 21 times in the regular season for Dallas. One out of four. I thought we would have had one by now. We yeah. were on pace for one by now. Last and night sure about, felt like one. Didn't yeah, it? And games one and two were one shot away from overtime. They're both one nothing games. One had an empty netter. You know, It was seemingly game three heading that way, I thought. It felt like an overtime night, and then power play goal from Pavelski um, or if Gaudreau scores on the yeah. breakaway after that like I think last basically one of the five games didn't shape up for overtime and that was game four yeah all the others are right there and the same questions that we had yesterday getting ready for that game what what's where, where are the stars going to be at what what are you going to see out of them what are you going to see out of the flames that whole thing they're all still there again going into this game we know that there's no momentum we're, we're learning a lot here about both sides both are very happy to just kind of let, let's just go back at it we'll try and do our get i thought it was telling after those two and i guess you're going to be shook you're, you got a one nothing lead and you think with how you've played through 40 45 minutes you're pretty you're going to be able to steer this thing home bang bang now you're down two to one and i said i think i said to you off the air there was a a stoppage in play and it was a defensive zone face-off for the stars and it was Klingberg and Ben and Sagan and uh, Robertson was on that they had a little huddle just back of the face-off dot and you could see it specifically in Ben's face it was like this this is we have to we have to change how we're playing again and it was just like it was the other as soon as you don't have the lead or it's tied or you're down now we have to open it up you could see it in their face like I I, I think they're hooped. I think they're hooped here. <laughs> and that's just I give credit to the coach because they aren't they were not a defense first stalwart defensive team in the regular season, but they've done an incredible job in this series and that's how they were going to win. To a man you can tell they knew it in the room and they bought in. Don't trade chances, be patient. Power plays, be opportunistic on turnovers and that's how you have to do it. And the power plays, fortunately for the Flames, their penalty kill has been really strong. And their ability to cash in off turnovers and being opportunistic hasn't been to the degree that they, they've needed it to be. But, man, I it was close last night. 
and it changed in a hurry for them. And what you just described, Boomer, is I think one of the large differences between this team, these two teams. Dallas is, is trying to be something that maybe they're not completely. I think the Calgary Flames are completely comfortable in their own skin. And that's why you're down late in that game. You trust the process. You trust that you're going to get an opportunity and you're going to make good on that opportunity. And you don't feel like you're, oh, geez, like now we got to go and crack it wide open. I thought they might get to that point, the Calgary Flames, at the start of that third period. Now, Dallas wasn't allowing them to go, but you didn't see them just completely abandoning things, trying for home run stretch passes, trying to, you know, they, they worked the puck up the ice. They were still responsible in their own end. They did put pucks deep, and then they they were opportunistic when they got their chances, and there weren't a lot of them last night. But that moment that you described, the Dallas Stars, yeah, they just, they they look deflated yeah and that's that sets in too over the course of a long series that's just another little chip and it's a it's another little win for the calgary flames i agree with you on the dallas stuff like they didn't play like this for 82 games and while daryl was hammering process and here's how we're gonna have to win it more feels like rick bonus going to a group that's got a lot of veterans and said okay well I let you do what you wanted to do for 82 and to some extent, but look at our opponent. This is the only way we can play to beat them. It, I don't think they're well-versed in this style. I think they've done a really good job with it, but I just keep waiting for you know, another third period like we saw in game four. And even there, you need a lot of things to go right if you're down. All the bounces defensively, and your namely, goalie's been the best goalie yeah, in the playoffs. Namely, your goalie has to be nearly unbeatable. So just posted are the expected goals against for all these goalies and who's done better versus that jake ottinger is almost double second in the nhl in terms of goals saved above expected yeah which is a really good measure the factors in shot quality we talked about that a lot in game one and two shot quality wasn't high but now five games in there's been a lot of volume 54 shots in game four but also a lot of quality and shots from in tight that weren't maybe there in game one and two he's saved Ten and a half goals from what's been expected from all the shot opportunities the Flames have had in the series. The next closest isn't even at six in the NHL. He's almost double the second best goalie in the playoffs by that measure. And this is how Dallas is almost in a series. Like they're one down. Like yeah. everything has to go perfect for them. And you watch pucks roll off him and stay out, hit a post, hit his back, don't go in. Nothing is bounced off a defenseman and in at the Dallas end, and every other series has probably had two, three, four of those. Yeah, I was going through my mind last night watching. Oh, yeah, I remember it was a game one or two, and Shillington hit the post, and the puck comes back, How does hits him, going? and it just sticks, sticks, it, sticks in his gear. It sits on top of his, on his pad. pad. Like, what okay, is going yeah, on here? Fair enough. And the, it goes off the end glass and then over. Does it – now, too, is, Millen talked about it. Smart play. He ducks back into the net so that he, it doesn't bounce in off him. So pretty, pretty smart kid. But you were not getting any of those bounces. So was it ten and a half? And so yeah, like, like that's, uh, that's, uh, in uh, five games, <laughs> ten and a half goals. So that basically means he's averaging saving two goals a game from what the Flames should be getting with all the chances they've generated. A game and half of those off Tyler Toffoli alone. It feels like it. <laughs> I can think of five. Like one last night, the glove save, oh, he's due, two right? racks on the same power play on the back door. That's just four in the last yeah. three games. Yeah, and here's one that rolls through the crease. If Lucic sits in his position there, maybe he's got a tap in, but he's trying to work a little bit more to the front of the net. Yeah, 
sneaks through. Dallas is able to clear. It's Well, Daryl told us a couple weeks ago that at some point, Tyler Toffoli is going to score all the goals that they need in a big game. So everything else that he is saying comes to fruition. So maybe it's tomorrow. Maybe Who knows? But Tyler Toffoli is coming. It, I, I feel for him because you can see how it weighs on you. Not just that you're not scoring, but you're getting great chances. And from a coach's perspective, you, you look, it's coming. You're right there. It's better than not getting opportunities. But as a player, it must be so frustrating. It's a little easier to swallow, I think, though, too, when your team is gets yeah. the results that they need, right? If this, if last night's game hadn't gone the, the way of the Calgary Flames, well, then there's even more of that sitting on Toffoli's shoulders because he had mm-hmm. he had a few looks last night. They weren't yeah. they weren't as good as in the games previous, but yeah, he's he's been through this. He's he knows what it's all about, and he knows that you have to step up. The one thing we haven't even mentioned today, I don't think. Does anyone remember the breakaway in the first what ninety yep. seconds for mm-hmm. Matthew Kachuk? He got the logo kind of fairly square and solid. That, well, and again, Ottinger, like, not that you know you, that's a gimme or anything like that, but it's just I don't think Dallas is worried about a breakaway. It's more like, okay, is there six bodies? Can he see it? If he sees it, he stops it, and. I don't know. Like it, it, it sort of felt like okay, there is your momentum. They're going to create a ton of chances, and then just crickets for half an hour of gameplay. And I didn't think Chuck and that top line did a ton last night to be happy with. There's more there for Game Six uh, going in Dallas on Friday. The one, the one thing I didn't like about their game last night was again, you saw them hang on to pucks and you saw them create offense. And I've been talking about it. And maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong because I don't know anything about offense, but they worked over the Dallas Stars and they made the Dallas Stars come and defend them and pulled them away from the net a little bit to generate some chances. Last night they just I felt like they were impatient when they did get pucks low. Their defensemen didn't help. There were some bad shots while they were on the ice that were like easy saves or missed the net and then kind of ruin their momentum but they just didn't do enough they were they were looking for kind of the quick hitters they were looking for okay i've made a move i'm around one guy i'm going to try to distribute this puck i just think they have to keep making the dallas defensemen and their whole team defend them in their end and those when they get into those long cycle shifts then you start to wear them down and they just didn't do enough of that consistently last night that that for me was the biggest part missing in their game they were too impatient and I saw one of those shifts, and they finally settled for a long, open lane, clear shot that Ottinger easily stopped. And you're like, that's what Sarich was talking about after game three. They needed puck. more of that. Yeah, keep going. Try to get a change. Don't settle for what's an easy save for the hottest goalie in the NHL right now. And sometimes you, maybe you need a change, right? You're Totally. Throw, yeah. Get a face off, offensive zone face off, get your change and that. But, yeah, it's that, that was what was so frustrating about those first two games. Mm-hmm. It's like the goalie's playing well, but you got to make it harder on this kid for sure. And I thought, where are we on Matthew Kachuk? I feel like last, the first few games he was so caught up in the whole Klingberg stuff. And then the Jamie Bennett, last two games, haven't seen that much extracurricular stuff. I thought last night was was a step back for him for sure. Mm-hmm. Daryl takes him, puts him on on the other line, and that's not he, he, Kachuk doesn't need a wake up call. It's been an amazing season for him, but it's been a while since we've seen Matthew kind of 
off kilter for a handful of games at a time when you expect to see him at his best based on what we've seen. I'm curious to see what he's got coming up in He in has been one of the best five, six, seven, eight, or maybe even ten flames in the series. That's um, – no, I don't worry long-term about that, but I think he's still trying to figure out this yeah. playoff thing. He hasn't played a lot of playoff hockey. He got hurt in the bubble against Dallas. Uh, he, his first action, I believe, was the 19 series where they got steamrolled before they could settle into anything. And, you know, he's trying to find out a way of how do I physically involve myself in this series and get under people's skin – but I think the challenge is remembering the long game and that you don't have to go offside 10 seconds into the game chasing Klingberg in game two. Well, you've got two weeks for him. Like, yeah. you've got to pick your spots better, and I think he's trying to figure that out. And if I'm Daryl or a vet in that room, I think there's got to be a chat about, like, long game, long game. You score is going to help the series more than you proving something about a post-game quote in game two. 100%. And his net presence and his presence hanging on to the puck like we just talked about on those cycles and helping his teammates to generate opportunities. It could be a completely different story had he, you know, scores the first one last night. Yeah. On that breakaway and, and kind of maybe get, get the monkey off of his back. But yeah, it's, he's been a little too quiet for my liking. There's a few points there, a few assists, but just not enough. Like, and it's not that he's not, invested but he just hasn't quite had the impact i thought he would especially the way the regular season ended for him he was he was a house on fire i thought he was distracted in game two by all the klimberg anderson noise well you think about the it's only been five games but you think about it we it's the playoffs this is your time to shine okay so that means i got to be involved and then the klingberg stuff happens so then he's in well no no we can't have you doing that okay Okay, so dial that back. So it's, but to what degree? Because if you don't, if you're not involved, then you're not at your best. Well, for sure you can't take penalties, so don't do that. Then it's four on fours. Well, you know what? We don't even want four on fours because that's no good. We need to play five on five. So I mean, he's trying to figure it out. He really, it's really been a lot for him to navigate through five games. When you think of his style of play and what we've seen from him, he also makes so many crafty little passes and plays and everything in that little area just outside of the house in the in the the danger area down in the offensive zone and you got to give Dallas credit they've, yeah, they've taken that there. away from him yeah. they've taken away the seam passes to Lindholm where it's like Kachuk to Lindholm and and I think that's got to be frustrating too and that's something that is an adjustment that maybe you're not expecting they're the way that that those three ended the regular season on an absolute tear, yeah. mm-hmm. and you wonder why we didn't see as much of Manjapani, or he doesn't seem to resonate, because that line was so good. Yeah, that's all you could see. And you get in a tight checking series like this, you don't jump ahead, you don't look ahead from here, but is he's going to have an impact. Well, and how close was he last night? You think about the breakaway, one, and then he also goes between his legs yeah. and nearly was 5 on Andre. If those both go in, the yeah. conversation's 180 degrees different, and yet, here we are. And it's not a criticism. It's, it's, just, it's, it's more just of an observation. Yeah, right? It's more just kind of seeing... If he shoots the opposite hand on that rebound, he doesn't have to go between his legs. He just pumps that in the net. Right. Yeah. yeah, He's so another then, guy that feels like... Like he's close, just like Toffoli right? or Manjapani, yeah. you expected a bump. Like I, yeah. I think he is. I wouldn't be surprised while he's a big game six. He's, he's trying to figure out the balance. I really think he is. Meanwhile, fellas, you want to talk about somebody who's built for playoff hockey? Look who led the team in shots again last night. Come on, again, did he? Twelve shots through oh, two games, two and zero. Oh, the one and only Michael Stone. 
the better Stone brother this playoffs. <laughs> He's been the better Stone. I mean, I haven't heard anything from Mark for weeks. Like, he must be just in the freezer. And this guy, meanwhile, in 10 minutes, leading the team in shots. Are you kidding me? The conversation yesterday, you you probably have to put Stone back in, right? I think you have to. Well, you know he's playing in six now. Oh, in Dallas? Yeah. The only thing that was going to change it was you got last change now. Does that alter Daryl's strategy? It worked in Dallas. He's going back to that in Dallas. Daryl's working the bench with 11 forwards. You hate it, but there's an extra D-man out there. It didn't. His his shots last night didn't seem quite as impactful as the game before. Maybe. Still, it's still hard. That one blocker save. That and one blocker, it, it was moving. And we one, were cackling because yeah. it's like, here's a bleeping PTO guy that rips it 98, <laughs> and no GMs wanted to talk to him for four years of sub Brad. <laughs> like, what? And You can't he, write this. Yeah. It's got to be a tough spot for him, though, to go out there and then all of a sudden be handling it on the power play after not of handling it all year long and we've talked about him doing such a great job he looked a little uncomfortable in a few spots last night because you know it's a tight game or Mm -hmm. and then in that seventh defenseman role or sixth or whatever he factors in to be last night like you're cold you're coming off the bench and you watch the other guys have regular yeah like it's it's a bit of a hot mess for a guy so he handled it very well again the shot that i that went off the glass that was an absolute bullet like if you put that one off Ottinger's bucket, that oh, could probably yeah. have an impact this on the game. 1967 <laughs> hockey we're talking hey, now, like your original six. Everyone told me Al McKinnis early on in his career, yeah. he'd get out there and the first few were pot shots. It was like, let the defensemen know, let the goalies know. Yeah, you can block it if you want. Yeah, but it by was means. right by the ears, off the glass. Yeah, I got to witness it firsthand. It's a whole nother level of scary. So it can. Nine and a half minutes, 931, 221 on the power play, four shots, two missed shots, Michael Stone. Team leading seven shot attempts. <laughs> you kidding me? Ah, oh, playoffs. You got to love it. It's the beautiful game. We'll break. Mike? Mike no Meldrum? Mike. No. We no, you again? Uh, okay, we'll figure it out. We're at uh, Foothills Hospital Home Lottery. We're in Mahogany. Not many people would view this house as a downgrade. I mean, Corey Sarge, right? If, if, if Corey Sarge won the show home, it'd be like, well, do I really want to downsize from where I am now? These are tough decisions for, for you, not for most people. Beautiful show home, going to be given away later this month. Ooh. But you got to get your tickets. The absolute final deadline to buy your tickets is midnight tomorrow. Website. FoothillsHospitalHomeLottery.com. Bang. I've been telling you all morning. Foothills Hospital Home Lottery. I've been listening all morning. I know you have been, but you're not quite yourself today. Stay yeah. there. Sports at 960, the fan. This is Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Working through hour three of the program, we are here in Mahogany. It is the beautiful Foothills Hospital Home Lottery show home. Time running out. TikTok, the absolute... Final deadline, midnight tomorrow. Get your tickets. You could win the $3 million grand prize, a lakefront show home that we're in, a 2022 Porsche Cayenne, plus $225,000 cash. You get all of it. All of it. But only if you buy your tickets before midnight tomorrow. Do it. We're going to talk to uh, Val one more time here in, in just a moment. A couple things to do first. I want to um, I want to let you know, Corey, the uh, the heart 
trophy nominees have been announced from the National Hockey League. The heart, of course, for the player deemed most valuable to his team. Do you uh, do you have any guesses as to who the three finalists are? One from Toronto. One Austin from... Matthews is a finalist. One from Edmonton. Connor McDavid. The third, I'm not going to get. Maybe a could we throw a defenseman out there? No, I could tell by the look on your well, face. Well, there was there was some there was some hope and some thought that maybe Johnny Goudreau would get. Uh, Get some love. I he, didn't feel enough traction there. He did not. It is Igor Shosturkin of the New York Rangers. So Shosturkin, McDavid, Matthews, the three finalists for the heart. Now you would know better than I, Boomer, and I'm going to just put you to the test. Is it often that someone nominated for the Vesna gets nominated for the heart as well? Is it? <sighs> it can you remember any in in? Yeah, it happens years? for sure. Like it, it does happen. They very seldom win both. Right, like Jose Theodore back the wow. when, when Jerome should have won it. Um, yeah, I, I, I. Here's the thing, I don't care enough about it. It's the NHL awards, but there will be some who will say the goalie award is for the goalies get the goalie awards, players get the I, whatever, defensemen get the defenseman awards. I'd be proud to put myself in the same category as you, Boomer. If you would have told me that the Hart nominees are out. Well, you just did. Yeah. That was the first I would have heard about it. And I'm here to tell you, if if it's about who's most important, if you watch that Euler game the other night, I would say to you, take Connor McDavid out of that lineup. And how do the Oilers fare without him? It's it, they're, they're a borderline mess at times with him, let alone without him. He willed them into overtime the other night. 100%. And, and Matthews, he's the best goal scorer in the game right now. I... Should Johnny have been there? There were three 40-goal guys on the team. A more well-rounded effort there. So I don't know. I I like Austin Matthews' consistency this year. You don't get 60 goals if you're not showing up every night. Um, you look at his effect in the playoff game just the other night. He was using his body. He was determined. It's probably the most determined I've seen him this season. Yeah. Over the course of his career, I think that's maturity. I think it's him figuring it out. Johnny Goudreau took a great step in that direction this year for the Calgary Flames. But for me, yeah, you probably got to give it to McDavid because besides him and Dreisaitl, like, I mean, they they basically carry that team. This, and this argument, it, it can go forever. You got two guys, you got three. If you're not a playoff team, are you, are you valuable to your team? You can't win. But as far as overall consistency, if that's what I was going to base it on, I'm giving it to Austin Matthews. All right. Uh, green drop every Thursday. We give uh, who's who's the king of the yard. I'm telling you, don't look at my yard right now. It's I got two dogs and there's they they I'll tell and I got two dogs and you know what? They've been at it all winter. That's all you need to know about my backyard right now. I inherited my my backyard by yeah. our, our our little move last year. Yeah. My yard had had two big dogs in it. I got a lot of work to do this spring. Yeah. They love digging and peeing. And, and digging and peeing and digging and peeing. I mean, I guess if I was a dog, I'd do the same, right? It's, sounds like a great life, really. 
It's just a little tough on the old lawn. It is tough on the lawn. So here's what it is. Every Thursday we give away a, a package with Green Drop, the beautiful basics package. They're going to come. They're going to assess your lawn. They're going to take care of you. And they've got Buzz Boss, the insects. you got ants. you got bugs. You got they're going to take care of you there as well. Uh, here is your question, and you may know this. Uh, American singer-songwriter Billy Joe Armstrong, lead singer of what band? Don't tell me because that's the question for the listeners. If you can tell me what band Billy Joe Armstrong is the lead singer of, you will win the Green Drop prize package before the end of the show here today. See, that's that's what that's a radio guy right there. Hey, you like that? Mm-hmm. So corny. Uh, Valerie savvy. Ball joins us once again <laughs> with Calgary Health Foundation. This is it. There's no more. There's no more reason for us to come here. The, the, the ticket deadline midnight tomorrow. We can keep coming by, but once yeah. the deadline, once the tickets are are done, we just be kind of more of a nuisance than we already are. I so. feel like you should come with the house. You we know? could like, squat until possession. Yeah. Well, it's just stay. It's big enough. They won't even know you're here. There's get, get big screen here. We're in the theater room. I'm guessing it's got you got cable in here. We could watch the Leafs game and that. Yeah. Just right here. We could hang around with pride. Yeah, Get whoever out, wins, you come. You come with the house. Now okay. you mentioned earlier that there's we we know a lot about the the show home and and that. We'll talk about the prizes, but also you talked about the fifty fifty draw. Mm-hmm. I think some people think, oh, it's the it's the show home, and there. But there's other things. There's the what the hundred days of winning. There's mm-hmm. the fifty fifty draw, and the fifty fifty right now. Yeah, it's, it's not a home, but it's pretty good if you win this thing. Yeah, it's two point nine million right now. Yeah, I think I said three earlier, which you know I was rounding. So, you're, but you're very close. A couple yeah. sales and we're off. at three million. Yeah, yeah. So your take is half of that, which is that's pretty incredible. It's not a bad payday. And then the hundred days of winning. This is yeah. something from June fifteenth to September twenty second. Thirty five hundred bucks a day. Just yes. <laughs> yeah. You just open your mailbox one day. Boom. Check. There you go. Plus Written a one hundred and fifty thousand dollar prize on June fifteenth, just to kind of get it going. Yeah. That's yeah, good. you can be one lucky winner for that big prize. But, I mean, how bad is it to open your mailbox and, yeah. boom, you have 3500 bucks. So that's separate from the grand prize tickets, right? Yeah, you right? got to add on for those. But they have uh, they have a little thing in there you want to buy. You get X number of the grand prize tickets, and you get some 50-50s, and you get the 100 days of winning. Yeah, I, again, foothillshospitalhomelottery.com is the website. Go there and check it out. But beyond the, beyond the house, there's, what is it, 30, how many prizes total? Yeah, there's over 3,000 prizes. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. So we have like something for everyone. So lots of options. You guys have been talking about the best of three. So some of the, you know, our car prizes are like, would you take the Audi Technique or the Mercedes Benz E450? The E450, the Cabriolet. That means the top goes down. Yeah. Or you can take the cash for a hundred thousand bucks. So what's your choice? How much cash? Hundred thousand. Oh boy, you take the cash. We know you. You're I very... don't know. Cars, cars are. F- a, it's a pretty lucrative business these days. Yeah. Well, you know what they say about a cabriolet or a convertible: top goes down, price goes up. <laughs> if you're in the resale market, I had there. not heard that. Well, now you have. Here you go. So, are you? I mean, that's that might be one. Convertible is very, very well used in this climate in Calgary. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That'd be my first choice. You get about 13 hours. Of use yeah, out of your you convertible. You guys need to just put on your winter jacket yeah. and just top down. Cruising around in your cabriolet with your winter tires on and your top down. <laughs> That's yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> and I do, because, you know, I, I do appreciate the guys that are out there that will have the top down, windows up, and, and the jacket. You know what? Good on you. 
right? It's commitment. It's too cold to have the top down. But damn it, you've got the top down, and you're not going to be deterred. And there you are, the two in the front seat. They've got the heater going full throttle, but those in the rear seat. She's a chilly ride. Well, if you do it right, tough there's only, it's only two seats anyway, if you do it right. But anyway, so we, yeah, we've got convertibles, you got BMWs, you got eighty thousand dollars or the BMW or the Genesis. You got the Ford Bronco or the Toyota Tundra or forty five thousand dollars cash. Mm-hmm. Again, I would it's it's not it's the pricing's great. It's all about the money that's going to the Calgary Health Foundation, yeah. but this is not just if you don't win the house, you're not winning. No you have over like three thousand thousand chances yeah, to win. Yeah, it's a win-win. It's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. And you, I mean, who knows? You might have to make some big decisions because you you could be a winner. Maybe you're going to Vegas. Maybe you're going to Kauai. Maybe you're going to Scotland. Maybe Machu Picchu, Corey. Have you been you to Machu Picchu? No, but it, it's actually on my list. I bet it is. Do. I don't have a large list, but it's <laughs> always, in, it's intrigued me. Yeah. Corey's a simple guy. With sim- simple cool pleasure, there. simple guy. He's uh, low maintenance. That's what we love about him. Looks like a pretty cool place to visit, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty spectacular. Have you seen it? I've been there. I've hiked Machu Picchu. Wow. Yeah, there's one point in Machu Picchu that's called Dead Woman's Pass, and that's the hardest kind of part. And second day, that's the, the peak, and you just go up stairs, like, you just look up and it's stairs forever. So, so give me total travel time to get there. If I'm leaving Canada yeah, and I'm going to get there to have a look at this yeah. wonder of the world, what yeah. does my travel entail? Well, you, I mean, you got to leave some days. You're going to go all that way. You might as well go to the Amazon too, right? Okay. So I would say give yourself like 10 days because you're doing four, a four-day hike. You want to okay. do the, the package. You know, you need a good rest day want to see the area it's beautiful it's absolutely beautiful maybe a couple days in lima then you go to the amazon all right there you go that's your bucket list well my kid's schedule isn't going to allow for that currently at the moment or schedule or saskatoon right that's maybe where where are you more likely to end up Uh, more one than the other yeah that's kind of how that goes that's what i figured Enjoy. Thanks for having us. And this is the the, the exciting stuff for you now. That you buy tickets, buy tickets. But man, now you start to get to roll out the prizes. It's exciting. Yeah. yeah now we get to pick some winners. Awesome. When, uh, yeah. So tomorrow at midnight's the deadline, and then uh, it could be you. You could be there. You go going to Machu Picchu with Corey. I didn't know that was one of the prizes. Corey <laughs> Corey Sarich takes you to Machu Picchu. I was looking on the website here. I didn't see so that. It, that's the fine print. I'll keep yeah. my eyes over for it. Yeah. Guided tour by Corey yeah. Sarich. <laughs> Thank you, Val. Awesome. You there you go. Foothillshospitalhomelottery.com is the website. Let's, uh, you know, we've we got some business to do here. we got to get to what you want to talk about. Brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe, your experts in automatic door service, repairs and replacements. Visit calgarylockandsafe.com. Ah, nine sixty nine sixty. You can text in. Uh, you got some. You got some questions. We got some answers. Look at this one. This one is for Mr. Sarich. Oh boy, oh. Mr. Sarich, what made you decide to stay in Calgary? after finishing your NHL career? Because, of course, you didn't end your career here. You got you and your big, fat cap hit finally got booted out of town to Denver, so that was big. 
I decided to go boomer. Is that what it was? Yeah. You, oh, yeah. It was me. Okay. Did needed, you, needed, a, needed a little change. Did you wave? Spice that, in my life. Did you request the trade? No, but after you tell the coach what you think about his coaching strategy and you in the exit meetings, I kind of figured I might be getting a phone call after that. But to answer the question, uh-huh. I have owned a spot in Calgary since 2003. Really? I was actually building our first little home in Tuscany while we were playing in the Stanley Cup playoffs against the Calgary Flames. Oh, my gosh. And uh, we moved here that summer, got locked out, played two more seasons in Tampa, became a Calgary Flame. Mm-hmm. Been here a long time. Yeah, yeah. And so it just made sense. Great place. Great place to raise kids. Now, on one hand, you didn't end up in Tampa. Mm, You know, you had a place there. Maybe you you end up in Tampa. But at the same time, you didn't end up in Buffalo. So I'm going to say, Cal, kind of a nice little happy medium there. Yeah, definitely. I remember Donnie Luce telling me when I first got to Buffalo, he's director of player personnel there, well, once you experience Buffalo... (laughs) You're never going to want to experience leave. Buffalo. Never really had that experience. Lived in a Marriott residence in. Um, didn't feel very secure for the 40-some games I played there. Got traded away to Tampa. So yeah, yeah, it yeah. just wasn't in the cards. So this uh, fine defenseman started his career in Calgary under the tutelage of Mike Keenan and finished it under the tutelage of Boo Artley. That's quite a... Uh, Little Sutter in the middle, Brent variety. That's that's an interesting trio you you worked a, through there, and a little taste of Daryl as he my GM around. as yeah. well too. Yeah. So. I'm sure he wasn't uh, lots absent. of warm warm fuzzies there. Oh, yeah. that's Daryl. Daryl might as well have been coaching for the amount we saw him around the dressing room. I was gonna say He's trying to put his stamp on it from above. He didn't take those keys and give them to the new coach. He kept those keys. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, locker room access. Yeah, no, it was uh, it was not an easy time here. We had, we had a really fun team when I first got here. Uh, I'll tell you what, making the playoffs is not fun. Last night I was asked at the game by a fan, so like, is this like, how is it when you're down there? Like, can you hear the crowd? Is it unbelievable? Is yeah, it yeah. everything? I'm like, well, for the five or six games I got to, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Like, it was really awesome. <laughs> It is one of my largest regrets here. I mean, we obviously didn't have the teams, but this crowd to play in front of it, a playoff crowd, the few experiences I did have were amazing. I've been lucky enough to be all three. It's been phenomenal, like 0-4 level good. Yeah, it's a rock and roller out there. Between the drought of not making it, Mm -hmm. plus not really feeling that co- even if they got in what was the level of confidence because i do think that colorado series that yep. that really hurt a lot of people that was hard expectations are very low this off season and now you've got people who are back in a full building after covid so it's not just the playoffs and it's not just that the flames like yeah i don't need to wear a mask we're back at it this is everything feels better mix in the price of a barrel of oil and the place is jumping boys what about the uh, price of a pail of beer Let's, it's how's that? been pretty steady. Yeah. I expect inflation with the new rink, but it seems steady at the dome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
lot of questions here, uh, 960, 960. Uh, how come Pinder is so quiet today? Boom, what happened to Pinder? Where's Pinder? I told you, I did the, my, all, uh, the work got done pre-7 o'clock. As soon as Sarich got in, I've been hanging out around the house, inspecting different couches. It was, what, it was what I... pillows. We forecast yesterday. He, he was going to the game, and I said, you know, you're going to be in really fine for him. He said, no, 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 no. You know, we're going to be... And then I asked, I said, what level of hungover would you like me to be in? What state do you want to operate with as a co-host here? I said, hungover, fairly. Fairly hungover. Fairly hungover. I'd say he did a pretty good job. I yeah. think I got it right in the pocket. <laughs> yeah. By the look of the eyelids, yeah. I yeah. Oof. Although I think maybe you've settled into fairly now. I don't know if you were fairly at about 550. Yeah, and then the the old sniffly nose yesterday at lunchtime was not what the, we needed on the forecast. But you know, I can't figure out why you're getting you play hurt. Why you're getting run down? I can't figure yeah, that out. Hanging in mass crowds of so twenty thousand. Um, <sighs> hey Corey, what did you tell Bob Hartley in your exit meeting? What did I tell Bob Hartley? I told Bob Hartley, very politely, mm. that. When your plan for your best defenseman on your team at that time was Mark Giordano, actually, not a plan, but he had a rule that we weren't allowed to reverse the puck as defensemen, which is probably one of the most widely used tactics to escape in your own end with the help of your partner. He wanted us to just rim the puck around the boards, which I think other teams picked up on. Now the pre-scout's easy on that, I, I think. I think they may have figured it out. So I just politely told him, when you're not allowing your best players to be your best players, and this is your game plan, I'm like, come on, bud. It's got to get better. Don't think it's going to work. But very politely. Yeah. Mm. I was going to say, and you're a fiery guy. Like, you will just fly off the handle at a moment's notice. So. And is that like a, oh, duly noted, thanks and best of luck and close the door? Or is it pushback like, no, 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 I'm the coach? He just kind of smiled, and there wasn't a lot of response. And receiving yeah. a phone call a couple weeks later to ask if I might move on was... Probably expected. You're Boy, okay you must with have been that. Torn yeah. Up, eh? yeah. Yeah. Um, where was it here? To, uh, kind of a two-parter again for you, Ryan. Mm, did you yeah. wear a jersey last night? And B, what time did the the waves start? I have pictures of one individual that the police or the authorities <laughs> saddled on security. Yeah. Down one nothing in the third period, back to the playing surface in the high two hundreds, trying to start the wave, sir. Turn around and watch the game. That is not the time nor the place. I have photos. If anyone can help me in apprehending All this right. individual, yeah, yeah, yeah. we need a delete and ban from the Scotiabank Saddle Dome for the next two months. What was the score when Dallas had their power play? Late? Was it 1-1 or still one nothing for Dallas? Well, which one? Because they two had the one. big kill late oh. when they were 2-1, right? There's only, yeah, maybe it's it's 2-1. And so someone's when excited Schilling, they have the lead, right? Yeah, there's, yeah the Schilling there's a bunch of Goudreau jerseys in front of me with red wigs, if you're listening out there. <laughs> Starting, yeah. trying to start the wave. Not the, not the right time. Let's Read get the room, through the penalty people. kill. I didn't realize till just a few weeks ago how really unwelcome the wave can be. Well, what are you doing? 
isn't this when you're supposed to be watching the play when it's one nothing in the playoffs and it's like a or two one with a live or die penalty kill? That's, what are you doing? This could be the difference between the crowds that were described to us in Tampa. Yeah, yeah. And oh, yeah. In Calgary. It depends on the market, maybe. Well, yeah, and you see. know what? Tampa in the, in the mid nineties, I bet you wave all the time. But come on now. I'm kind of with you. I feel like the friends in low places or Sweet Caroline or the wave. That's after maybe like the last TV timeout, second half of the third. You got to have at least a two or three bulge. Like nine five against Edmonton, roll bananas. Probably, nine one against Arizona, yeah. roll because it's party it time. But it's playoffs, guys. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm getting out, so I somehow become the poster boy for "Don't Do the Wave." I'm getting messages from people on instagram twitter and that i've never met before and they're like i was in this section and i shouted down a guy that tried to start i'm like thank you for your work god bless you keep fighting the good fight we're out there we are the very quiet majority on this do not let the wave start in your section we're gonna have to come up with a, na- a name for your movement ryan my movement trying to trying to keep it i'm, I'm the wave police i'm sorry I, I just uh it's moronic and you avoided the jersey question. I sure did. I was in team colors. I'm glad I'm, he's in a sneezing fit. This what is the hell's the matter with saving you? me? A, like no. you, you can't wear a Flames jersey. 901, folks, and Kevin Woodley of In Gold Magazine Sarge, around the corner. Like so, I was Glenn Cross wore his own. Yes, like guys. Well, some of the guys are schmoozing with the alumni. I always wonder if you schmooze, your own jersey makes what, sense. So what did you wear? I was racing oh. back from soccer, trying to get to the dome. Kid left a water bottle on the soccer pitch. I had to go back and get it. Yeah, it's just a water. Wife bottle. left with the car key, uh-huh. so I had to borrow a vehicle. It's a lot, isn't it? And I literally grabbed the first red thing I could see, and out the door I had the, the Wild Rose Brewery uh, garage tuxedo, the BC dinner jacket. It'll button up, plaid, red shirt underneath. A lot of red there. I'm sorry. It's it's trending in the right direction anyway. I guess. Yeah, it started with a black leather jacket and a night gallery t-shirt. Yeah, so. it was really great. <laughs> it was really right great. Way. And I covered the hair, which the people in the row behind were thankful for. That is, uh, that's going to wrap it here for uh, What You Want to Talk About. Brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Do you own a pharmacy? Find out how Calgary Lock and Safe can retrofit your locks. To meet the new mandates, visit calgarylockandsafe.com. Now, today's, what, Thursday, so tomorrow's Friday. And then... I mean, when are we going to see you? I guess it's kind of only. Let's on... hope you don't see me on Monday. I was thinking maybe maybe you come in anyway, right? You have the weekend or preview, right? You know, just... uh... We'll see how it goes. It's uh... maybe swing by the office and sort that out tomorrow. Yeah, go. Uh, have, so we'll have, maybe have Art shoot me an email. Yeah, we'll uh, mm-hmm. we'll we'll touch on that. What's coming up? Uh, Flames talk here. What are we Kevin doing? Woodley. Nice. We talked about those uh, goals save above expected that Ottinger's dominating. We, Jacob Markstrom's putting on a clinic with way lower shot volume. So does he get as, as excited for for goaltending performances and low goals like Saric does for defense first play? Ooh, I mean, it's close. You get him on the goalie gear, and that's like Saric level in a one nothing game. You yeah. start talking about how guys are sampling different, you know, skate blade. Uh, height and adjusting where straps are in pads like that's the color of the outside of the pad we're real then it's like go see a physician if it lasts for four hours sir well i look forward to that we might have to get him to check out ottinger's pads and 
how those rebounds are coming out. It's been talked past about. Past the flames. It's the old trampoline pads. Shoot that puck out of the zone. There you go. Uh, flame stock coming up. Pinder, Sarich, Woodley. See you tomorrow, buddies.